This is Debbie, and welcome to my offbeat journey to becoming a full-time location-independent freelancer. I'll be sharing my tips and tricks as well as the realities of this offbeat lifestyle. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of my offbeat journey. Today is a really special episode for me for two reasons. First, because it's my 34th birthday and second, because it's the first episode where I am a full-time freelancer. Oh my god, I can't believe it. It's been such a whirlwind of a journey and a lot of heartaches and a lot of wins, but really exciting. So one of the questions I've been getting a lot from people when I tell them that the end is near is, are you nervous? Are you excited? What's up? How are you feeling? And honestly, I'm sort of numb. I think it's because... I have been weaning off the hours of my job. I've been pretty lucky in that sense is that I was able to take off some hours and then really get into my business and see where this is going. And now I'm finally here. Zero hours, no more. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe it's just because it hasn't sunk in yet. Maybe talk to me in another few months and let's see where all of this is happening. I think there's a little bit of nervousness for sure. It's still so new that it hasn't sunk in yet, but I'm definitely looking forward to what the next year will bring. This year has been giving me a lot of curveballs that I didn't know was going to happen, and hopefully I'm able to learn from all of them and bring it to the next year. So the big day is here, but now what? I'm sure you're all thinking about that if you want to go into this lifestyle or if you have gone through this before, you thought about that. Oh my gosh, this is the first day that I'm actually a freelancer or an entrepreneur and the parachute has been taken out and I'm diving into the abyss of the unknown and I don't know if I'm going to fall flat on my face or I'm going to bounce up and make this into a really successful business. So in the past, I've made a lot of different mistakes, which led to failures of my business. But the greatest thing about the failures is that I learned so much from it and what I should and should not do. So based on my failures, I've created plans for my current business that's going to allow me to hopefully thrive and grow. And on this episode, I'm going to be talking about the five lessons I've learned on how to become a successful location-independent entrepreneur. So the first thing is that create a marketing plan that's going to allow you to have your content be seen by everyone. In the past, I've always been a perfectionist when it came to my content. It took me days, hours, God knows how much time I spent on the content. But spending hours on your content is great if you're making it really incredible for your audience. But if no one is able to see it, then was it really worth it? It's great if it's just your hobby and you wanted to just do this and you know it was just fun to do but if you want this to be your business you need to create a marketing plan that's going to make your audience see this and enjoy it or also allow you to tap into different types of audiences that you didn't have before 
So now I've created different strategies to market my content and experimented in different ways to see what works best and what people are gravitating towards. So for example, I've been using Pinterest, sharing in social media, doing SEO, collaborations with other content creators, even some ads here and there. I've spoken to a lot of successful entrepreneurs. I've been really lucky because in this platform, I was able to talk to a lot of them and they gave me a lot of tips and also feedback what I should be doing and also feedback from my listeners and my audience already on what I should be using for this coming year. It's so important to get those feedback and to keep trying until you figure out your secret sauce, as they say. So remember, it may take some time to see the results, but you have to be patient. So experiment on those different marketing strategies, read a lot, talk to people a lot, learn and try them out and experiment. So experiment, 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 try all of them and then narrow it down to what really works for you. So that's what I've been doing and I'm going to be doing more of that in the coming months in the coming few months the second thing i've learned is that do not spend unnecessarily on your business until you are creating some income even honestly if you are creating income don't spend on anything unless you know it's going to help you in some way or another right especially with marketing if you're doing ads obviously you're experimenting but it has a purpose so don't spend on something just because you want it spend on something for your business because you know that even if it doesn't work it was for a purpose So for me, when I was doing my other businesses, I was hiring people too soon and I didn't really know why I was hiring them. I think it was just because it was some sort of a status for me to have someone to hire, but there was really no purpose. The tasks that they were doing, I had the time to do it and it was just menial work that I could have done on my own and Maybe it was laziness or maybe it was just a status part of it, you know, making it seem like I was doing better than I actually was because I had an assistant. But at the end of the day, I was spending so much on it that I didn't actually have any profit, which led me to not actually spend the money on things that would have made my business grow. And then I also spent on things like having someone do logos, which was really ridiculous because you don't really need a great logo in the beginning. You need to create content that's really good for your audience and also knowing your audience what they want was more crucial than that. You can also spend money on equipment that you don't really need, but you want something fancy. If you have the initial equipment and it's doing the job, then stick with that until you start creating more income and give yourself that equipment once you have earned it and once you really need it. That was really a hard lesson for me to learn because it actually made it so that I wasn't able to have a successful business because instead of finally using that money that I earned to help my business grow, it was all spent on unnecessary things that I didn't even need. I talked about hiring an assistant. So now I'm able to hire an assistant because I am making income from this business, but I've hired someone that has the skills that I don't have. When you are ready to hire an assistant, make sure they are 
first, trainable, and second, have skills that are better than yours. Hopefully, they're both trainable and have skills that is better than yours. Be prepared to train that person, give the time and energy to do it, and be sure that you are patient with them because they can't read your minds. So when you're at a point where you're ready to hire an assistant, make sure that you have the patience to do it, the time to do it, and give them time to adjust to your needs. It may take weeks or months, depending on how that person is able to be trained and how much work you are training them to do. So when you're ready to do that, make sure you are ticking all the boxes and you are hiring an assistant in the right way. You're giving them the right questions when you're doing your interviews, you're giving them tasks that they're doing first so that you know how they work and be patient, be patient, be patient. The fourth thing that I've learned is to be prepared for lean times. Make sure that you have savings and have different sources of income so you're not desperate for jobs or the worst is that you have to go back to your nine to five. We all don't want to do that, especially if you don't like the job that you were doing before and that was the reason why you wanted to leave. So make sure before you leave that you have a lot of savings prepared for at least you know six months to a year at least and that you don't have a lot of debt or even best case scenario, you paid off all of your debt. So you are not desperate to take on jobs that you don't really want because at that point, it's like going back to your day job. Be prepared for that because there will be times where maybe your clients will not pay you on time or you're not getting any jobs for a month or two. So be prepared for that. And the last thing is that remember that it takes time and everyone's results are different. I mean, it's bad enough when you put pressure on yourself, but it's even worse when you are starting to compare yourself to other people's journeys. So focus and stay in your own lane. Do what's best for you and your business. Learn as much as you can and pivot when it's time to change and do what's best for your own personal journey and for your business. I am really excited for what's about to happen. I'm really also nervous of what's going to come. And I am really honored that you have all gone through this journey with me for the past year. And I can't wait to see what's ahead for all of us. And it's been a crazy year of wins and heartaches. But there's so much more to come. And I can't wait to go through this journey with all of you. And if you want to share your own personal journey with me, feel free to let me know. Give me a comment contact me through my social media or send me an email i can't wait to hear from all of you and wish you the very best for this new year thank you guys and i can't wait to see where we're all gonna be for the next year Hey, Offbeat family, I really appreciate you listening to this episode. I would love to hear more from you and what you think of the podcast. Suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, or maybe you just want to be friends. Why don't we chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life or send me a message at hello at theoffbeatlife.com. I can't wait to hear from you.